Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. Thanks for tuning back into the Wealth Accelerator podcast. Hunter Lowry here. I got part two of my interview with Nick, where he's going to tell us a little bit more about his story, um, how he got to be where he is today, and then really just what to look for when you're trying to choose a CPA firm. I mean, there's so many of them out there. Um, it, it, you got to make sure that you find the right fit. So he's going to give us some insight onto what you should exactly look for to make sure you're working with the right CPA for you. So hope you guys enjoy. All right. So. Before we started this podcast, Nick and I have been talking about what to look for in a good head horse for like the last hour. <laughs> That's normally how our meetings start. We come in to talk about finance and my taxes and we're like, hey man, how'd you rope this weekend? And hey, how's your heel horse working? And we end up talking for like 45 minutes. Those but, expenses are what we do all this for. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the reason I'm a financial advisor so I can rope. There you go. <laughs> Just kidding. But, um, you know, when you're matching horses with people, like you said, there's a horse out there that matches somebody. Every horse works different. Every person wants something different. There's a great match, you know what I mean, somewhere out there. Every CPA firm is different. Every financial advisory firm is different. Every person needs something different, right? What makes you guys, like, when people are going out and they're looking for a good CPA firm that they want to match with, what should they really be looking for to make sure they're making the right choice? Yeah, boy, that does tie back into exactly what we were just talking about. <laughs> um, I was telling a story to him about a, a, a pro guy that we all – um, follow a little bit and he's really good super strong mental um, game on him and he was talking about a horse that he just bought you know for a fraction of what they usually pay but it didn't fit the other guy and it fit him perfect and it's gonna be a great horse gonna make him a bunch of money yeah exactly um, one thing is is that I always try to convey to my clients is you should always feel comfortable um, you should never feel like your CPA is talking down to you because he or she knows more than you um, oh, that's huge. We may know more about the subject, but but you know I should always be willing to explain anything to you in simple terms. Um, if I if I can do this or if anybody can do this, you know, then I truly feel at that point you know your craft. Yeah, you know how to you have that person to person relationship ability. You know, you mentioned at the beginning is that most CPAs are seen as not having that ability. Yeah, as just being a numbers guy. You know, and and having that disconnect with the person. And that's been a huge non-technical change in the industry mm -hmm. um, that I've kind of grown up through this and being told that that was probably one of my stronger suits was ability to connect with the person. Um, and I think that's huge. And then one thing I'll tell clients, you know, a lot of times we'll get first time business starters and those kinds of things. And they'll come in, they usually, you know, pretty nervous and, and you can tell that they're they've been staying up at night you know worrying about things <clears throat> and one of the things I always tell them is says don't worry about it yeah you know how to run a daycare you know how to do construction uh, you know how to do financial and podcasts and stuff <laughs> I know taxes yep I know business structure that's my worry that's not for you to worry about or anybody to worry about and when you have questions about it you come to me and and or your or whoever you're with, um, 
and give them that level of comfort. And a lot of times, I see the weight disappear right away. Yeah, that's um, huge. I mean, I they should, leave, you're right. They shouldn't be stressing about yeah, that. Yeah. If I can have a client walk out, you know, with a smile on their face and just a, an air of relief to them, and they say, thank you, I feel so much better, I've done my job that day. Yeah. But technical work is to come. <laughs> There's no <laughs> doubt. We're good at that. But if you can, you know, get a relationship. We have so many clients that have been here for so long. They leave the area. They leave states. They still stay with us. Mm-hmm. And it's because of that connection that you get and that intimate um, I'd say, you know, next item is, you know, have knowledge in an area that is important to you. You know, whatever you're in, <clears throat> my little bit of forte is, as Hunter mentioned, is the horse industry. Um, I know some trainers that I'm starting to work with and some team ropers to help them out on that side and, and those kinds of things. So if the person has knowledge in the area that's important to you as the client, that's huge. You can talk similar languages, those kinds of things. They're gonna have maybe a little bit of intimate information of as simple as I have a new client that came in a couple years ago at their prior person, their hay bill. So we feed our horses hay and alfalfa. And <laughs> if you're a trainer and you got 20 horses in a barn, you're gonna go through a lot of hay in the year and it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. It's colored green, it's just the devil that's colored green. <laughs> and uh, you know, they had only a ten thousand dollar hay bill that year. Yeah. Well, normally it's twenty thousand, and the person didn't have the knowledge, the intimacy with the area to say, "Hey, you know, why is your hay bill only ten thousand? Well, they got it didn't get picked up. Hmm. So her hay, her tax bill was higher that year because of that. So that kind of goes a long way, I believe, in having that that intimate knowledge of a person's area and a forte. Again, coming back to what I said a little bit earlier, though. I'm pretty comfortable and don't have a problem with if somebody comes to me and I don't know the area, I'm going to find out. I'm going to learn about that area. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's one of the things I do like. I really like learning new things, um, which you better be in a profession that's continuing education yeah. requirements. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, beyond that, staff. Our staff here is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um I hope some of my staff listens to this and hears this out loud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta gotta give them the kudos. Yeah, you know they gotta be courteous. They you know they have to be able to assist the client as well. Us as CPAs, you know, we're not always available at the drop of a hat, but more than likely, my staff is is they're gonna be some of the folks that are doing some of the work for one, and so they gotta be knowledgeable and and very outgoing and. and when a person comes in the front door, they're greeted here with some great smiles and, and you know, by name a lot of time. It's one of our huge perks that we have at our front desk is, mm-hmm. um, is Monica is fantastic. Yeah. She knows people's names and faces. You know, that, that level of personal connection with a client, as I said earlier, goes a long ways, especially as our industry, you know, there's a lot of talk that we're becoming commoditized. Um, as tax preparers, you know, H&R Block, um, TurboTax, those kinds of things. Yeah, I, that's a question I get from a lot of times, too, is what's the difference between those and us? Yeah. The lower-end returns, I'm probably going to be a little more expensive. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to take some of that worry off of you. Right. I'm going to give you a place that you're going to feel comfort and, and welcomed. Um, and then if you go beyond those... We just have a breadth of knowledge to say, okay, you know, what was the changes this year you had? And you say, oh, well, this happened and that's happened. Oh, you know, probably don't care about this happened. I'll go, oh, no, I care about that. <laughs> that, you know, that's a situation that you or 
you preparing your own return or using a software just asking questions may not come across and may not think you know and, and that analytical ability of a CPA a good CPA um, it really shines at that point that's where Big we time. truly add our our you know value to a return mm-hmm. yeah and then I mentioned you know I really try to be personal with clients um, mainly you know as I mentioned before mainly to try and tear down that persona of a dry and personal CPA stereotype <laughs> Um, no, you do a good job of that. I'd say a big thing too that we're really good here um, is a prompt response. Yeah. If a client calls, a client emails, I'm great about responding to emails. Calls them within 24 hours. Uh-huh. Um, that's huge. You know, call the client back, get back to them, give them either here's your answer or here I'm working on it, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Um, try to be timely in your turnaround of work. It can be difficult sometimes. For us, you know, we get especially like this year was just crazy. I mean, we had we did almost 200 less returns this year, and during by the April 15th deadline, they're starting to come in now with the extension of the July 15th deadline coming up. Um, so it was just absolutely crazy, and and all the stuff that was going on between coronavirus, PPP loans, CARES Act, you know, yada yada down the line that all happened. But we really try to get that information turned around, you know. Back to the client, you know. Hopefully, before they ask us about it. Yeah, that's our goal. <laughs> definitely. No, I mean, I, I can agree with everything that you said. I mean, I've seen it firsthand, and the staff didn't yell at me when I forgot to pay my fee that I owed for <laughs> this year. They were cool about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So they're all super, super nice. Um, so kind of my last question for you: Go moving away from more of the business side and more a little bit more personal. Um, you know, what's one of the biggest obstacles that you've had to overcome, whether that's work-wise or personal-wise, um, that's helped you now be a vice president of, a, of an accounting firm? I mean, you've reached a fantastic goal that you've told me this goal you had ever since I've known you. And, you know, three or four years ago, you said, Hunter, I'm going to be the president of this firm. And now you're sitting here and you are, mm-hmm. or vice president, sorry. <laughs> but but still, you know, what are what's one of those obstacles that you had to overcome that led you and got you to this spot finally? Stars have been very fortunate, you know, huge support from family and, and friends and stuff growing up. And that's, I can't, you know, tip a hat or say that enough. Mm-hmm. A little bit of right place, right time. Some of my biggest hurdles, CPA exam. Yeah. That was. That's a big one. <laughs> it really was. Um, it took a large toll. It took me two years by the time I started studying to when I finally passed the end of it. Um, you know, they say. I've never looked at a question on the bar exam for lawyers or the CFP for you guys, but um, I hope I said that term right for you. Yeah, <laughs> you're right, CFP, yep. <laughs> but um, they're doozies as well, and we're right up there, you know, if not possibly the number one between those three. Yeah. Um, and it's, it was the breadth of information that the whole career is, that is a staple of it, is the breadth of knowledge that a CPA has and, and et cetera. But I, I, I almost didn't pass my CPA exams, mm-hmm. ironically. Um, I started work here at the same time as another individual. Um, his name was Andrew, and he was a really great guy. I wish he still worked with us. Uh, he just happened to move out of the area and went to another firm. It just happens. But he, uh, he passed all four parts in one shot. One try. One try on each four of them. Holy cow. Um, and was super impressive with that. And... Um, it took me several tries on each part of it. Doing too many things at once might have contributed yeah, to that. Yeah, no joke. No joke. <laughs> but uh, I actually 
So the way CPA exam works, and I think it still works this way. I sound old saying that now. <laughs> when you have 18 months to pass all four parts once you pass your first part. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you lose credit for that first one, and your 18 months shifts to when you pass the next one, and so on and so Holy forth. Holy cow. I passed my fourth one on the last day of my 18-month period. Really? It was do or die. I wasn't sure I was going to stay in the profession. Oh. I was just toast. I was burnt. I bet you wouldn't have had a beer after that W. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> beer, bonfire. You know. Yeah, for sure. But um, that was my one of my biggest um, hurdles, I'd say, so far. And I think there's still some to come. Um, this year was... A good one as far as the mind change of going from just a pure employee to to ownership um, you know that changed my view and changed my approach to a lot of things in the way I see you know how I prepare returns how I contact clients how I you know hold myself up to you know some different standards now I believe yeah um, and and those um, you know when I, I you know I got married first kid my new job my master's studying for my cpa it was a it was a crazy two years um but kind of going back to what i said earlier and i i never i never look at anything as being an obstacle i cannot get over and, and i think that's huge for a lot of people i've always told myself too that if i just work hard enough and i keep pushing and i do good things good things will happen yep um here at prairie bunch you know it was a little bit of right place right time went a long ways but I did work hard and, and, you know, it was noticed and, you know, if you do that, I believe you're going to get rewarded in the long term. It's funny how you get lucky when you start working hard, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. A lot of that comes from growing up, watching my folks, you know, they were um, business owners, seeing how they succeeded and how hard they worked to make that succeed. You know, we, my family as a kid, actually, we did a, uh, we did like a, Gosh, I think it was a week, maybe even two week road trip to Montana hmm. as a kid. I don't even know if I've told Hunter this story. I don't think I've heard it. And uh, I was, I think we were four and eight, or maybe like three and seven, my brother and I. Um, load up cab over camper and hit the road to Montana. Yeah. Um, my dad had a buddy that had recently moved up there. And so we went and saw him. Dad, you know, I didn't know this at the time as a kid, of course. You know, he was checking out job opportunities and those kinds of things when he was there and saw all kinds of great. We saw the Glacier National Park, saw elk, saw ram horn. We saw it was an awesome trip that's yeah. been in my mind forever. But when we came back from that, basically my daddy walked in and said, This is what I'm thinking of. And the owner of the company was working for, and he'd been working there for decades already. Hmm. He said, No, you're not. <laughs> and, uh, so they got the opportunity, and, and it came from seeing that with my mom and my dad and, and the amount of work they put in there and the success that they had and the, the life that they were able to create. That's what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted to work hard. I wanted to, to get into a place where I could be in an ownership position. And then in, in hunting trips, you get to sit around a lot of campfires, and if you pay attention, you can really learn a lot of things. Growing up, there were some really great guys that, that uh, we we went hunting with and stuff all the time, and they were business owners, lawyers, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, one gentleman, uh, his name was Matt Evans, and he told me a story one time that I think if a lot of people took it to heart, it would do a lot too, is you take your, 
in your late teens and your 20s, you know, hopefully just your early 20s, going to school, mm-hmm. getting education, kind of figuring yourself out, figuring out what you want, hopefully. Um, maybe some of us in later 20s. Yeah. Some people. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. And you kind of figure out what you want in an education, whether that be a four-year degree or trade school. Mm-hmm. There's a full spectrum there, too. Everyone doesn't have to go to a four-year. Right. Doesn't okay. have to get a master's degree. No joke. And then from there, you spend your 30s learning that craft, getting good at it, mm-hmm. you know, and understanding and becoming a, a you know, a, a student of it and hopefully a teacher of it eventually. Yes. And then, you know, your 40s, hopefully you're moving into at least upper management, ownership, and then you spend your, your 50s enjoying or reaping the benefits of that hard work. Mm-hmm. Um that was one of the things I took granted. It kind of struck me. That was in a wall tent in the middle of Idaho. That I can remember <laughs> that story being That's told to me. That's pretty cool. It was on the same trip that I think it was sixth grade, actually, when I heard that. And it was a trip that I had to miss a week of school. And my teacher, Mr. Palmer, he said, you know, for your math, record the groceries, the miles per gallon, all that stuff. For your writing, write a journal of everything you do every single day. Hmm. And I took that back and... And Matt was very impressed that, you know, sat around the campfire with a mag light every single night. Yeah. And then, so he started talking to me about that stuff and I listened and paid attention to that. And that, that's kind of driven me a lot. Um, a little bit ahead of the curve. Um, 35, no um, you know, where I'm at right now is... Um, You're beating the schedule. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I asked a colleague the other day, you know, how should I feel about being to this point, you know, this early? And, and the gist of it was... I've worked hard and, and a little bit of luck along the way. Right place, right time goes a long way. And I think that comes from just head down and, and trying to work hard. Yeah. No, that's that's really cool. Um, it's Like I said, I think the more you work hard, the luckier you get. And it's it's proven for you. It's been it's awesome. Yeah, that's great, man. Um, you killed it on your first podcast. <laughs> I know, you know, you, you, you put the mic in, guys, and you've never done a podcast. It's a little nerve-wracking the first time. I, I made sure to turn the red light away from him so he didn't look at that and get all nervous. But I think you did a great job, man. It sounded sounded really good, really calm. Next time you won't be as nervous. We'll get you back on here, you yeah. know. Hopefully we can do this every couple months or so with new yeah. stuff that's coming out and keep you guys updated. But do that or her business structure or Yeah, you know, there's a million things that you can provide value for. Um, but I think you guys can get a pretty good sense just of listening to Nick, how good of a guy he is, how trustworthy he is. Um, I mean, he's he's awesome. I mean, I, I give him my uh, complete kudos and everything. But I want to give you an opportunity to kind of give a way that they can reach out to you. You know, we got listeners in Texas, Montana, all over. We might have some team ropers that are listening in Texas. Yeah. Like, I'd like to work with a guy that's team roper CPA that can help me out. So, um, and I'll put all this in the notes also that people, when they click on it, they can see it. But um, where's the best way that people can get a hold of you if they have questions or want to see about potentially working together? Yeah, no problem. Um, we have our website, yolocpas.com. You can find us there. Um, we do have a really basic, basic Facebook page under the same title. Actually, that one's under Perry Bunch and Johnson CPAs. Um, you can email myself, nick at yolocpas.com. Um, and you know, get get hold of me through that way. And you know, not I don't have a big fancy button at the top of my Facebook page or my <laughs> my uh, website as Hunter does. But um, 
we're getting there. You don't Whatever. need the fancy button. It's <laughs> it's overrated. <laughs> no, that's great. And like I said, I'll put all that in the notes so people can see how to spell it and everything. But um, yeah, man, just want to say thank you. Thanks for for providing value. I mean, for taking an hour out of your day and just talking with everybody. And uh, yeah, just really, really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Hunter. I really yeah. appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, you bet. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Thank you.